And we're back. You're tuned into Aquarium Drunkard's Transmissions Podcast. My name is Justin Gage here in Los Angeles. We just got back from the grocery store, which was an experience. And I'm joined by Jason Woodbury in Arizona and artist Mary Lattimore, also here in Los Angeles. <laughs> Hi. How are you doing, Mary? I'm okay. I'm doing, you know, it comes in waves, but I'm feeling healthy and fine. And uh, yeah, it's a little weird uh, in the brain, but... <laughs> but getting through it um what was happening at the grocery store you know nothing extreme i just i hadn't been out of the house in maybe 72 hours in public like that and you know la had already been i guess kind of ahead of the rest of the country with some of these measures but yeah it was very much kind of in a in a lockdown mode in terms of just heavy gear in terms of of mask and bandanas and every kind of glove yeah. Uh, yeah it was uh it was pretty pretty dystopian and the the shelves were pretty picked through wow. and it was about an hour wait standing in line to even get in the it in the store oh that's a nightmare man man uh, where did you go to sprouts i'm trying to think Mary. you're you're in echo park in angelino heights these days right yeah exactly i moved to angelino heights in like november i guess but i've just been really avoiding it like i went to last a couple weeks ago and i just got really freaked out just you know it's that dystopian feeling and then just also thinking about the people who had to work there and like man they're so vulnerable and um, then some people were just kind of bumbling around with their phones, just on their phones and not paying attention, you know. So it just kind of freaked me out. So I've been trying not to go to the grocery store. I luckily had friends who live near me, and they're like, we're going to the store. Can we pick you up something, you know, that kind of thing. I've been going to the farmer's market every week, which feels pretty pretty safe and um, courteous and, like, um, you know, thoughtfully uh arranged so that people aren't standing too close to each other it just feels like the fresh air is really good so um i had this dream of going to cookbook like daydream yesterday and then i had a dream at night about going to cookbook to get some nice stuff and the the dream was definitely a nightmare <laughs> like a scary dream and i woke up scared and i was like nope not going there <laughs> jason how's the vibe in phoenix these days uh, it's okay. I think that uh, over the course of this podcast, Mary, we, we started kind of doing these weird uh, dystopian check-ins on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And um, I know a lot of people, on Twitter at least, I see a lot of people saying things like, you shouldn't make podcasts about this stuff right now because people want to listen to other stuff. But um, I don't know. We're doing it anyway. Uh but yeah. over the course of the last couple of weeks since we've been doing this, I think that people have started to gradually take it more and more serious here in Arizona. I went to the grocery store last week. I went to Sprouts as well. So I think that we should see if they'll sponsor the podcast or whatever. I think they I think they have to I think they might have to focus on paying their employees better right yeah. now. But um uh yeah, but it was it was it was weird, and there were definitely um, people who were paying attention and being very conscious of what they were doing. But there were also a lot of people who were just cruising around, like you had mentioned, like not really not really paying much attention to what anybody else is doing. So that wasn't great. But other than than that, things have been okay here. It's warm here in Arizona. What's the what's the weather like for you guys? It's 
pretty rainy and gray here. Yeah, yeah. Mary, what do you think it is? Like it's, 62, maybe? Yep, dismal. Like, it feels like, um, yeah, just winter time. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it was raining really hard last night, which was kind of nice to sleep to. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of rainy. <laughs> Mary, one of the things I was thinking about before we got on was – I, this is probably your longest stint in Los Angeles in a really long time. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, it's really true. I'm usually on tour a lot, so this is it's pretty weird to just be here hanging out, but it's also kind of awesome to feel like to really get to know my, my house and <laughs> my neighborhood. Mary, I imagine that when you're on the, the road as much as you are, I'm sure that you enjoy travel, but I'm sure that's also... Uh, a necessity in terms of making a living. Is this moment feeling uh, weird for you as an artist, sort of wondering how you're going to pay the bills, or are there some ways that that you're actually able to do that and still stay home? Well, yeah, usually I'm on tour all the time, and I love it, and I'm kind of addicted to it, you know? I just feel like um, it's my way of connecting with the world is you know, meeting people and playing for people in person and personalizing the music and uh, having adventures and stuff. So I really, really love to tour. Um, but that being said, I also, um, and that's how I make my money usually, but I did just get a sink in a movie trailer. And so the money, that money came the same week as this, all this everything got canceled yeah you know so all my tours got canceled at the same time as i got this check for this sink that was just it was just crazy coincidence and crazy luck so i'm feeling more nervous about um i mean luckily i can pay my bills for now but i'm feeling more nervous about the future i'm supposed to have a record coming out in september and so just talking to my booking agent he's like man, everybody has tours in October, festivals got moved, you know, so it's kind of like, what's the attention span going to be like, like who, um, you know, in the holds on the venues, are venues going to exist, and are people going to be so out of work that they can't really afford to go to shows or to buy records, you know, it's the whole economy, it's really scary, and so I'm now having to decide whether I push back the record or whether I put it out and not tour around it. The longer this goes on, you know, is it going to be whatever month hits where suddenly all these push records just all you know, <laughs> come out at the same time no. in October or whatever it is? I'm wondering yeah. uh, how long different forms of media can keep being pushed. Right. I know. And if not, like, are you like, am I going to be happy if the record gets to people's ears? Maybe but doesn't really I can't really go out and support it like touring is it going to feel as meaningful if there's not a big you know like a a really thought out kind of exquisite tour the way I want it to be like am I going to be flexible in that yeah it's going to have to be so (laughs) yeah you Mary you you uploaded a a new song to your band camp uh called we wave from our boats was that something that you recorded while in quarantine or was that something that was sitting around and you thought I'm going to share this with everybody now no I just recorded it in quarantine I had I'm sure like you guys I have like real moments of I'm sure like everybody who's listening to this right now has I have real moments of just total sorrow and just like really missing human beings and like just loving the way humans are and what they make and like 
seeing people interact with each other in this distance way. Like I've been, I've been going on these long walks every day and seeing how people just kind of wave, (laughs) you know, strangers just waving at each other from far away or like people setting up their lawn chairs from across the street, you know, just so that they can kind of yell at each other and the way that people find, find ways to communicate and connect despite, you know, like a a physical distance. And so I just think it's really, it's really beautiful and sad and, I don't know. So I just wrote that song like after I got back from one of my walks. Yeah. Um, and that, and then I thought that I would just put it out on that Bandcamp day when people were going to Bandcamp, which was really really amazing. And I um and I donated the money to to the emergency fund of LA, like the emergency response fund here. Yeah. But um yeah, I don't know. It's it's cool like to feel um like there's like your brain has the option to make music. I don't know. I feel like very comforted by the fact that I have an instrument that I can kind of let out my feelings and anxieties through. But at the same time, it's like also hard not to put pressure on yourself. Like, Oh, I have all this free time. I could write. I should be writing. I should be making music. I should be like using this time to make stuff. Yeah. That's That's that way. It's like kind of, there's a little self pressure to make stuff that, I don't know. I can't really deal with. <laughs> yeah, Justin and I talked about that. Uh, really, last week, both of us had like a moment where we we realized that every spare second that we weren't doing like our jobs, we were we were working on stuff for the site for Aquarium Drunkard, and you know, Justin hooked up a twenty four hour radio station for people, and I did a show for it, and. Uh, and we've been running all sorts of great pieces, you know, great writing. And mm-hmm. But yeah, there is a pressure to, I have to be creative right now um, because I have this, you feel this almost obligation to, to not waste the time that we do have. But then, mm-hmm. you, but then you have to balance that with not going nuts as well. So it's like a <laughs> tricky, it's a tricky uh, tightrope to walk. Right, right. Yeah, I think that everyone copes with a crisis in a different way. One of my modes is to really go deep into work, into something that I'm like, okay, I know, I know this. Um, I feel like this is in control. But yeah, Jason, as we were talking about the other day, it's like you have to, you have to take a breather at some point. Or you'll just, you'll go mad. Yeah, just veg a little. Just mm-hmm. veg out. <laughs> Mary, on the on the topic of vegging, I I have to ask you about Succession. You've been watching Succession lately. I, yeah, I love it. It's so good. Have you watched it? I have watched it. Uh, Justin, have you watched Succession on HBO? I yes. So when it came out two years ago or whatever it was, I watched maybe five episodes, and I was so disgusted by every character. And I was like, <laughs> this. But then I had numerous friends say, "No, just." keep watching it so when the second season came back i decided to go back and rewatch the first season got completely hooked um and i did i did finish both seasons yeah it was twisted and great it's hilarious too it's kind of like like especially now i just feel like oh man not so disgusted with them as i can just laugh at them (laughs) they yeah, they are disgusting characters, but it is a really interesting thing to try and 
get into their heads. You know, I last night there was a the Neil Young archives put up a uh they put they put up um like a like a concert from 1991 and and there's this part where Neil is updating uh campaigners and he's talking he says you know even Richard Nixon has got soul and then he starts going through and he's listing like even Ronald Reagan has soul even George Bush has soul and in my brain I started inserting the names of all the presidents since then and uh it got progressively there were moments where it was very difficult, you know what I mean, <laughs> right. to, to, to insert the name. I'm talking about maybe the current president. And I feel like yeah. su- succession is sort of that, uh, that idea as a television show, which is like, how, uh, how human can you accept these monsters to be? You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. What do you, is it Rupert Murdoch that it's based on, right? Rupert Murdoch? I, I believe it's um, yeah, it's a composite character, but I think it's heavily heavily influenced by him. Yeah. yeah. Do you, if you had to pick a favorite character, Mary, could you? Yeah, Greg the Egg. Oh, Greg, cousin Greg. Okay. I should have I should have prefaced it. If you had to pick a character other than Greg, um, who, who would it be? Um, oh my gosh, like my favorite one to hate is, um, what's his name, Tom. I just think his face is so expressive. I love the actor. I just feel like he does such a good job just making this kind of like horrible, um, dramatic, like, brat. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There's another thing I wanted to ask you about, Mary, and I I don't think that it's, it's aired yet, but... You recorded a session for the best show, right? Where, where, where Tom showed up and Tom Sharpling, the host of the best show, who threw a uh, a mic cord out. Is that is that accurate? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He pulled into the driveway, and I um, I you guys probably know this, but I live right next door to Paul Sakina, who plays with Angel Olsen. He's a beautiful guitar player, and um, so he and I have been jamming some, and so Paul, like the three of us. Paul and his wife, Nikki, and I are all in a little cell, like a little pod, <laughs> because we share a porch, and we cook for each other and hang out and stuff, and so um, so Paul and I played on the best show, and um, and Tom recorded it from his car in our driveway, so it's pretty fun. I think it's going to air tomorrow night, if I'm not mistaken. I, I love the idea of him just tossing a mic cable out and... Uh... <laughs> I've really been enjoying his like drive-through podcasting. Yeah, um, it's interesting to see the way people have you know stuff like the best show is such a for me it's like a lifeline in these times. It feels I'm sure I'm far from the only one who feels that way, but it feels so nice to have something to connect to, and mm-hmm. um, and have somebody like sort of a familiar person who's explaining what they're experiencing. So. I'm really excited to hear you on on the best show, and and I was wondering what else you've been listening to or reading or watching aside from Succession to sort of feel, you know, connected slash veg mm-hmm. out. What what have you been into lately? Uh, my friend and I, my friend Louise um, and I, today we watched um, what's it called Unorthodox. You know that it's on Netflix. It's about Orthodox Jewish. Oh yes, the girl who um, runs to your. I shouldn't spoil it, but um, yeah, it's really good. It's like a four-part 
drama kind of on Netflix that just came out. So she and I, first we FaceTime, we're like, okay, now we're going to hang up the phone and we're going to start the show at the exact same time. Three, two, one. And then we started and we watched it. We were like texting the whole time. So I kind of like that. And then we've had some like, some friends and I have had some little like Zoom conversations. I I feel like, yeah, that's that's like us using the technology to get a little bit of intimacy when normally if we could hang out with people, then it would feel kind of, um, you know, kind of just surfacey. But um, now that we can't really hang out all together, then it feels a little bit deeper to, to call someone on, on the internet or whatever. But what else have I been listening to? I got the Esper's reissues in the mail, which is really exciting. Great, yeah. Beautiful. Um, and what else? I watched an Orthodox. Oh, yeah, um, Paul and Nikki and I have been watching Friday Night Lights, like revisiting that from the very beginning. Oh, which is man. kind of cozy, you know, yeah. characters, so that's pretty fun. Been writing some letters, uh, reading some New Yorkers that I haven't uh, been able to read, you know, just catching up on <laughs> New Yorkers. There's that guilt of not finishing <laughs> the Wait, issue in you, time for the next one, so I'm just yeah. catching up on <laughs> do you have like Do you have, like, a massive stack of unread ones? Because I do. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at it right now. It's, like, ten of them. <laughs> I'm lucky. I could probably have a similar stack of, of that in the, the Parish Review and like Mojo or something. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I'm lucky if I, uh, I usually try to mark. I, I found just last week, actually, or two weeks ago, there was an article uh, that somebody posted on Twitter from the New Yorker that I really wanted to read. Um, but I had the foresight. I scrolled down to the bottom and I saw that it was going to be in the next issue. So, so I was like, don't, don't read it right now because you need to have a reason to like open up that issue and start reading. Cause I always get so much out of it when I do read it, but, uh, it's hard to make the time sometimes. I think one of the most fun things about getting a New Yorker is like opening it up and not having any idea what's inside and just yeah. like having a fresh one where you just like flip through it and like kind of browse through it and see what there is and like try to figure out the theme what it is for sure i love i love the fresh the fresh one in the mail you so so mary you were um right when everything kind of went on lockdown you were um supposed to be going on tour with william tyler and steve gunn (laughs) yes uh do you think that you guys are going to try to figure out some way to do that in the future yeah, I think we're going to um, make up a couple of those shows in the fall. So that should be fun. Um, William and I, we have a project together that uh, we, we sort of scored this archival footage of Tennessee um, that was put together by a, a guy, Eric, in Tennessee who has his film archive in Knoxville. And we were supposed to premiere it at the Big Ears Festival, hmm. which is the greatest festival in America. I love that festival so much, and we were supposed to play it there. Like, William and I had worked out this kind of loose score. Um, And, you know, Big Ears got canceled, and so hopefully in the fall, too, we'll find a way to um, to kind of bring that material back out, since the film stuff has already been compiled, and that was a lot of work for everybody, so. Yeah. Hopefully there's a way to do that. Um, yeah, I was supposed to have a big a big tour in May through Europe. I was going to be gone the whole month in May and 
that's kind of a shame that it's canceled, but what can you do? I mean, I don't know. It's like, it feels weird to, to complain about canceled tour when everyone is really, really hurting all over the place. So sure. Everybody's gone, gone through it. Yeah. I mean, it does, it does probably feel very weird to complain about that stuff, but it's still a valid feeling, you know, to be disappointed that something that you, that you care about isn't happening or isn't happening yet at least. Mhm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird, but we're all like trying our very best to just stop the the rising of the numbers. You know, I, I don't right. know. Right. Right. Like just all doing our we're doing this for everybody. So. Do you 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 yeah. you mentioned earlier feeling a little bit of um. You know, you mentioned earlier considering what things will look like down the line you know down like say in the fall Mm -hmm. in terms of like venues being around and records coming out and all that stuff um I don't want to force like some sort of positive spin onto this situation but I wonder if there are things that have occurred to you while you know isolating and quarantining about ways that when everybody does get back to work things could be maybe better or more, you know, equitable for artists. Does that, have have you had any thoughts about stuff like that? Um, I mean, I definitely feel like, uh, streaming services need to pay artists more. Yeah. Especially like, I just feel like, um, I feel like a lot of the listeners, um, of those streaming services don't know how much artists are getting paid. And so they feel like by being like a premium member that, um, that that means that their money is going to the artists or whatever. But I, I feel like, especially now, I think those um, streaming services really need to look at who is helping them to make their money or whose money they're, they're taking, <laughs> you know, and like they, they need to reassess that. Um, what else? I don't know. I mean, I think I'm going to have to figure out a way to, uh, not just rely on touring so much and like try to figure out some other hustles. Um, but Mary, yeah, hopefully yeah. everything will be okay. <laughs> Mary Lattimore branded uh, face masks probably, yeah, right? Sure. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I don't know. Sound baths. I'm, I'm um, yeah, Paul and I are going to do some sound baths for this company that has hired us to do like a weekly sound bath for a month for its employees. So we're gonna do that remotely, just yeah, just like little hustles. Wait, that's um, that's amazing. You're gonna are you gonna do something like is that like over Skype or over Google Hangouts or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it's like some inner off an inner office kind of um thing that they have set up. So yeah, uh, they sent us a microphone and everything. So it's it's gonna be nice. It's for the employees, like when they're making dinner or you know winding down if they're working remotely. Then you know they're winding down their day and. I think it's going to be really nice. I mean, I, 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 that's, it's nice that something good can come out of this. It's nice that there mm-hmm. can be, that there can be some sort of forward thinking and thoughtful applications for, for music. And the fact that you can get paid for doing that is exceptional. Yeah. Awesome. I've, yeah, I've gotten, you know, it's also pretty cool. Like Adam from War on Drugs did like a little thing where he was in a studio and he played 
for everyone on Instagram, and that was pretty fun to um to just like hop in there and to see all the homies like watching Adam and saying hello and like hearing some of the new songs, and I feel like that was really fun. So yeah, I feel like people are um making the best out of it and still still making music and trying to find ways to connect with people despite everything. Well, we're appreciative of that, and we're really appreciative of your your time today. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Mary, I guess without saying, we haven't seen each other since, what, since the holidays. <laughs> no. We'll have, to, uh, we'll have to get together. Yeah, definitely. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait till this is over and we can just hang out in the sunshine. <laughs>